Hey, welcome back to The Protectors. Excellent guest today. He has been on season one of The Protectors, but you've probably seen him all over the place, including the mighty Joe Rogan show, top podcaster in the world, now going to be a multi-million dollar uh, venture over in Spotify. But John Norris is really out there, really doing it. He's got a new show, Thin Green Line. He's spent his whole life protecting our nation. So let's bring in John. John Norris, the man, the myth, the legend. What's going on, brother? Oh, so good to see you again, Jason. Good to be on. And uh, yeah, ne never a dull moment, man. And uh, good to see you again. It's been a, been a never while. Never a dull moment in the John Norris life, man. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's give the let's give the thirty thousand foot overview of who John Norris is. I mean, I could do it, but you could do it a lot better. Yeah, I've grown up as a lifelong conservationist, loving wildlife, waterways, and our wild lands throughout America. Um, come from three generations of, of service-oriented family. My dad, my granddad, aunts and uncles, all either military veterans or law enforcement veterans. So fast forward to my dream career. I just retired from 28 years as a California Fish and Wildlife game warden. I uh, was a patrol lieutenant um, and then later became a special operations lieutenant to form the first tactical unit of game wardens dedicated to fighting the drug cartels out of Mexico on tainted cannabis production, all the public safety threats, all the environmental crime threats these cartel groups generate within our borders. And that kind of changed the tone of, um, of where I've gone in retirement to take that thin green line message, Jason, of protecting our wildlife waterways and wild lands and keeping our public safe from these criminal elements that are embedded throughout America. And now being retired with my second book, Hidden War, and really pushing the thin green line as, as a concept for all of us, not just law enforcement and military, um, we're on a kind of a national education outreach mission, if you will, and certainly with your podcast and Brother Joe Rogan and the various other podcast platforms and the TV and book outreach I'm doing, we're, we're getting to a wider audience. And I couldn't be more blessed and more privileged to be part of that, um, like yourself, being part of that thin green line and dedicating your entire military and law enforcement career to very similar objectives. Um, good place to be right now and able to speak freely now that I'm, quote unquote, in phase two. Speak freely, brother. Speak freely. That's what's great about it. And having a platform. And I'm glad you took that step into getting a show because a lot of us, you know, we don't have that second mission after after our first career. You know, there's always like a, another career down the road. You never really retire until you're dead. That's the way I look at right. it. Maybe a few years. But having that thin green line and being able to go out there and tell your stories, but not only tell your stories, tell stories of other people. And just spread awareness, man. So much has to do with like this ripple effect, I call it, where, okay, you tell me a story. I tell that story to someone else. They tell it to someone else. I mean, seriously, who would have known the cartel was operating in the forest in California? Not me. Not when I was a kid. Not before I actually lived in California or not before I got into law enforcement. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's awesome getting that message out there. Yeah, it was a shock. I mean, like you and I talked in your last podcast uh, last year um, when Hidden War came out and it just dropped. Um, I wasn't even aware of it, you know, working in California, being from California, running those foothills. And it wasn't until, you know, 2004, 2005 that we as 
game wardens along with other law enforcement agencies and uh, and even the National Guard realized how pervasive it was in not only California, but the rest of the country. So <clears throat> now the cool thing is with my publishing brand, which is Caribou Publishing, that are the book side of Gun Digest, and our brand also owning Recoil Magazine and Recoil Off-Grid and the Recoil TV platform, I'm part of a very cool group that are dedicated and mm -hmm. agree with the message. You know, they're all about this hidden war message. They're all about protecting America's purity in the outdoors, but keeping our public safe. And they're definitely a pro second amendment, you know, organization given the content of recoil. And now I've become the host of the thin green line film series, which is recoil TV sponsored. Um, I'm the, I kind of built it with their blessing. And now we've got a multitude of sponsors, you know, in the firearms industry, but in the, you know, conservation taxidermy industry, off-road racing, a lot of different sponsors from different genres that all care about some of the most important things we have in this, in this great nation. And that's our wildlife resources and keeping our public safe. Now, what kind of platform is it going to be on? Is it going to be like the YouTube, the Vimeos, uh, uh, podcasting? Or what are you guys doing? Yeah, exactly. It's on Recoil TV, which they have their own online um, online channel. And they share my YouTube content and other influencers that are part of their brand. So we get a lot of reach out of Recoil TV. It's on my YouTube channel. It's also being shared with other YouTube platforms with high reach, and you'll see this thing up on Amazon as well. So hmm. the nice thing about um, Recoil TV and, and about the Thin Green Line film series is it's not a traditional hunting eight to 10 episodes, you know, a season on Pursuit Channel or Sportsman's Channel or something like that. We are making these films at such high cinematic quality with content that goes above and beyond doing a wildlife animal hunt or a conservation message because there's so much more like you saw in the pilot film that we're doing them as one-offs and everyone is kind of tailored to where an issue is in the country, where we can go talk about conservation, where we can go have a safe and ethical hunting experience, um, but also expose those national public safety threats and those national threats to our wildlife waterways and wild lands. And so we're very selective where we go. We're very selective what we hunt. And we, we think le um, uh, more quality versus more quantity of episodes is critical now because we see a lot of good outdoor conservation TV on the outdoor channels, but this is reaching really another, another audience. This is reaching the left and the right equally. We have the cannabis industry looking at the Thin Green Line TV series and you know the legitimate cannabis industry that is supporting our efforts to stop these poison cannabis cartels on the black market. Um, the off-road racing community, the environmental community, still the gun manufacturers, um, you, you know, uh, shooting products, accessories, ballistics. Um, we, we have such a neat mix of sponsors. It's making it really fun. And But as you know, being in production with this, and watching your show and, and the platforms you're on and the quality of your show just blowing up, man. I'm super happy for you. It's amazing to see. Um, I'm kind of a one-man show like you, and it's it's tough. <laughs> You know, it's, uh, I, I can only do so much of these uh, episodes a year, and that's why we're going to make them very limited in, in quality and quantity because so many other endeavors I'm involved in right now. And you have to have quality. You know, that's right. the thing is, like, don't just knock it out just so you could have a show. And you and I have, like, I've postponed shows a million times just because I'm, like, I, I just, you know, trying to work full-time jobs and trying to do this, trying to do, like, writing books yeah. and everything else. It's difficult, but it's doable. And someone like you who has that that massive amount of experience in the wildlife um, 
it's very cool, man. I like this whole concept of the thin green line. And there is so much to it. Just like you said, legal cannabis, you know, it's different than that. The poison they're putting up, all the chemicals are using. The so, John, what was the highlight of your career? Let's just let's backtrack to when you were working. I should say working in the law enforcement community. You're still working. You're still hustling. Yeah, that that's a really good question, brother, because I think of my game worn career and I think of 28 years, almost three decades, it honestly felt like about 10 years. I can honestly say that it was it was that ballistic. It was that fun. It was that exciting. Now, granted, there were politics like in every law enforcement or military you know, organization, and there were certainly frustrating days and, um, you know, regulation beatdowns. There were always challenges. It wasn't always a, you know, sunshiny day at work, so to speak. But overall, I think it was the best job ever for me, especially. Um, I got to do every aspect of patrol, marine, undercover, uh, commercial black market, wildlife sales, work deep cover, do all those things. But the highlight was really when um, we started to get into the special operations field of, you know, hunting the cartels for doing the extensive damage they're doing on this poison cannabis production. And that really changed the game. Like you and I've talked about a little bit before, because these guys are so dangerous. Um, our first gunfight out of six gunfights we had in the last decade was up in the Silicon Valley back in 2005 in the Silicon Valley foothills. And my partner game warden was shot during an ambush by an AK-47 and had four holes through his legs and almost almost did not survive that ordeal while we waited three hours for an air rescue. And those type of attacks in that type of environment, you know, for tactical team members and SWAT members and different people we were working with at the time was really unheard of. So that changed the game for me being having kind of a tactical background and um, being a firearms guy and a, a trainer and things like that. But that phase from 2004, 2005, all the way till I retired at the end of 2018 were definitely the highlight. And I think the pinnacle, which was a real joy and a real privilege was being one of the co-founders and kind of a plank owner of building up the first dedicated game warden tactical unit and sniper unit with advanced canines and tactics and, you know, kind of the best of the best officers in the agency um, that were really good at doing this type of work. So the last six years were the busiest, but they were also the most enjoyable because I got to work with absolutely the best people I could have, could have dreamed of. And that was definitely a highlight. Yeah. It's such a badass career, man. That's one thing I miss. I miss being in the woods as a border patrol agent. I miss being up in the mountains, miss hiking, Again, paid to do that for you know almost three decades is it's such a it's just an awesome thing, man. It really is. It is, and I'm sure you go back and and you look at your old agencies and you look at some of your partners that are still out in the field. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I I talk to my teammates every week, if not every other week, and you know, occasionally get when I'm back in California, get to train with them. But to hear the war stories that they're getting into right now in the middle of COVID, yeah, with all the restrictions. They are going ballistic, brother. The cartels have basically mm -hmm. said it is open season. It is Christmas all summer because there's so little law enforcement presence yeah. from you know your border patrol job, forest service. All of us thin green liners are so tied up doing so many other things, which is general public safety because of COVID and protest that the woods aren't getting near as much attention and the cartels know that. So my old teammates right now, they are underwater with countless grows day after day after day. Um, you know, active shooter recoveries, murder investigations, uh, finding, finding, you know, lost kids right now with the canines. They're doing a little bit of everything. And it's, 
I just get the adrenaline dumps and I start getting that, that nervous anticipation when I just hear the stories and talk to them. So it's, yeah, it's good to reminisce. And, um, it's not the same though, as you know, to, to we're, we're not, you know, in it with the operators, but we're telling their story and, and giving them the honor they deserve. So John, you're now jumping into the knife business, man. Anybody that knows me knows I love blades. So let's hear about it, man. Yeah, I've been really lucky, Jason, since uh, retirement to get introduced to my buddy, Mike Bellacamp, who's the founder of V-Knives up in Washington. We're in Puyallup, Washington, where our factory is. And we've got two retail stores, one in Eatonville, Washington, one right here in my hometown of Libby, Montana, and mostly online sales. But Mike, like you and I, a big Thin Green Line supporter, a patriot, um, you know, been in started designing blades for spider co and running the spider co uh, factory way way back when he was in his in, in his uh, early 20s in colorado so his, his experience amazing and basically he took a design that i'd been working on of the dream folding blade that i never had in my 28 years of law enforcement and he took it and saw all the features and said i love your design but over here at b knives we want to take the Studebaker sketch and make it into a Ferrari, or maybe we want to take it from a Ford F-150 and make it into a Raptor, so to speak. So we designed the thin green line, Trailblazer, uh, everyday carry folder. This is the black handle one and the thin green line um, scale runners, as you can see, to give it that thin green line look. We have uh, serrated and non-serrated blades. I personally carry a partially serrated blade like you see here in the, in, in the image just because we're cutting through things like wire and vines and everything else. So we don't want to dull our, our D2 steel, really uh, razor sharp blade. Um, the knife also has a seatbelt cutter, emergency harness cutter with a razor blade, as opposed to using the actual blade itself from, uh, from the D2 blade. So you never dull it. And in our kits, we have an injection molded box. It's waterproof. It's like a little mini spider coat or a Pelican case for your blade. We have extra razor blades, all the extra screws that come out of knives constantly, like your belt clip screws and a tool to do your own repairs. And then we've also got, as I close the blade here, you just might see it here, that little tiny piece of hardened uh, case hardened steel is a nice glass breaker. And in the commercials we filmed for the knife with American Zealot Productions, this thing works like a charm and does not take that much space. It doesn't hinder you, you know, drawing it in or out of a pocket. Um, we have a drop point blade because you know, being a game warden, a thin green liner, man, we got to have a drop point so you can skin, gut, field, dress, as opposed to a tonneau point. Nothing against a tonneau point, great battle blades, but we needed something that I could use for every job out there, whether I'm processing a survival animal that I have to hunt, or I have to fight with the knife, or, you know, I have to cut through vines, I got to cut through a seatbelt, a helicopter harness, whatever the case may be, or I got to break glass to rescue somebody, or someone has to break their own glass to get out of a vehicle. So, we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, retails at $100. I also do some some sales for any first responders, any thin green liners, et cetera. They get 25% off of that. And we also have a OD green handle version that's more operator style for, for tactical types. Um, again, with the same black blade. And we have, for those diehard, non-serrated, straight edge fans, we have straight blades as well without the serrations. And that's the thin green line trailblazer folder from B-Nice, brother. Oh man, you're killing me. I'm gonna have to go out and buy one now. <laughs> I will get you taken care of on that. No worries. And uh, yeah. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Um, brother, you have had an amazing career and now you have an amazing second career because it, it's, I can't even really call it a career because you and I both love this stuff. 
So I don't know if it's really considered a career, but it is. It's it, it's it's work, but it's like it's fun work, man. Podcasting, yeah, I, video, and everything, <laughs> man. Yeah, I think we're both blessed, and and I know I I was really glad when uh, when you reached out last year, and I got to know you and everything you're doing. You're doing some amazing stuff. Thanks, um, you're brother. still on the job, but you've retired from so many good fingering line um, professions, either military or law enforcement. Kudos to what you're doing, brother. Thank you for helping spread the word, and thank you for everything that you're doing with the protectors and and seeing your show blow up. Because the bottom line is this: I've, if I've learned anything from operations, and my teammates say this every day, and they love to see this message being told as you and I share it, or we share it with other our other podcast personalities or on our TV mediums, is the pin is mightier than the sword, yeah. and I think of all the years since I wrote the first book going back almost 11 years ago and all the TV we did and documentaries within mm-hmm. agency. And here we are last year with the drop of hidden war, like you and I have discussed uh, yeah. off, off the recording and people are going, I had no idea this was going on in America, Lieutenant. I mean, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. And for the last 11 years, I've been doing exactly what you and I are doing, but on a lesser scale. So yeah, if man. we can get the message out wide and far, we're doing as much good and we're helping promote a message that the public can get involved in. Other law enforcement, military, first responder, thin green line types, which is just about everyone because we all love our outdoors. doesn't matter what background mm-hmm. you have. Um, the more we can help prevent the problem, the more we can put funding where it needs to go, the more we can build the teams that need to handle it on the LE side and just keep the public safe for self-awareness. And um, that's something I couldn't do when I was just pushing a rifle and, and running a team. And so I thank you for giving me that opportunity to help spread the message. And, uh, and no, it's, it's the same thing, man. And that's what yeah. this whole thing is about. It is about us building a network of good, like-minded people. Hey, Amen. you know what? They don't even have to be like-minded. They just have to believe in one thing, protectors. Right. You know, just protecting our nation, man. It doesn't matter. You know, if you hate our nation, just stay away from me, man. I'm just telling you that right now. And the nation is more than a government. I always tell people that is the nation is not the government. The nation is the people. And I I always tell people about the flag, man, because you know how I love my flags. Oh, yeah. It's not about the government. It's about our nation. It absolutely is. And where else do we have the blessings, the freedoms and the opportunities even mm-hmm. with the problems we face today that we all want to fix, but we are an imperfect world, we're an imperfect species, and we all think differently. We all have a, a valid opinion. And everything you just said is it's not about the government. It's not about politics. It's about what the nation entails of these people. Mm-hmm. And us having diverse backgrounds and diverse perceptions and respecting very different perceptions and opinions and frames of mind within one another. That's what makes this country so amazing. So yep. well, well said, brother. It's about what we have in this country and it's about the people, regardless mm-hmm. of background or belief. And and that's what I think we all need to really push, especially in times that are so divisive like now. Yeah. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Definitely going to have you back on again. Definitely, definitely going to be following you and going to be watching a thin green line. I'm excited for you, man. Really excited. Thanks, Jason. And you as well. We're going to have you on our thin green line podcast here in just a couple of weeks. So um, that's a little spoiler alert. For, uh, viewers, but, uh, <laughs> I like it, man. Jason, I like Jason's it coming on as one of our, one of our very first few guest guys. And we can't wait to have him on. It's coming. Thank you, brother. You bet. One. Oh, oh, oh.